0: Welcome to the OnFair podcast.
1: Hello, thank you for joining us today. Uh, My name is Lewis McClellan. I'm the editor of the Digital Monetary Institute. Uh, Victoria, um, I'm delighted to be joined uh, by you today. Would you uh, briefly introduce yourself?
0: Yes, absolutely, Lewis. And thank you very much for having me. I'm really delighted to have the opportunity to provide my perspectives on the future of international payments. Um, In terms of my background, I've been focused on FX payments and settlements for some years now. Currently, I lead the legal and regulatory function at RTGS Global, which is a UK startup company innovating in the wholesale payment space. Uh, That means I'm responsible for our legal framework and for our engagements with central banks and regulatory uh, bodies. Prior to that, I covered foreign exchange for a number of member banks at an industry trade association. And before that, I worked in a number of different legal roles for a major FX Settlements FMI uh, as a derivatives lawyer at a global bank um, and at law firms in the US, UK and Australia.
1: Fantastic. Uh, thank you. So today, as you alluded to, we're going to be discussing transforming international payments. Uh, so why is there such a focus on, on that goal at the moment?
0: Yeah, Lewis, so global payments are a hot topic right now, aren't they? And with each and every one of us undoubtedly relying on payments so extensively to use money all over the world in our own lives, who wouldn't be excited by this topic? Um, let's have a look at what's going on. I mean, we've got the G20 who have endorsed a roadmap for enhancing cross-border payments. The Financial Stability Board have set specific targets off the back of the roadmap to address the long-standing challenges and frictions. The CPMI are looking at improved and new mechanisms to expand PVP settlement tech companies and banks are expending a huge amount of resources to explore more modern and efficient ways of doing things. It truly is all happening, as they say, and I'm excited by the amount of innovation, effort and brainpower being devoted to benefit cross border payments. And also by the potential for important, far reaching and lasting improvements to the ecosystem that will enable the payments world to advance and keep up with the changing times. In terms of why the focus now? Well, due to globalization and steady growth in cross-border trade, FX volumes are growing and reports suggest they'll continue to do so. Better cross-border payment solutions are going to be needed to support this. Also central banks have pointed out payments user needs are rapidly changing, and this is impacting both retail and wholesale high value payments. Growing expectations for all things cheaper faster, better and digital, but all the while secure, are driving technological infrastructure and product design innovation, such as with digitalization, cloud and communication methods. This in turn is prompting reimagined approaches to payments. Furthermore, for many types of wholesale payments, inefficiency, friction, unnecessary expense and risk continues to be tolerated, almost as if an innate part of the process and a cost of doing business. I think people are realizing that doesn't have to be the case
1: yeah it's a it's a really fascinating, very vibrant uh, area at the moment. Um, as you say, an extremely extensive ecosystem, a lot of different stakeholders, risks and costs and and a growing uh, already vital but even more important uh, role. Um, what do you see as the big problems what what needs solving for and and where 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 would we even begin in, in trying to to fix these problems?
0: Yeah, well, first up, Lewis, the FSB have, I think, rightfully identified four key aspects of cross-border payments worthy of improvement, cost, speed, access, and transparency. They've also pinpointed several focus areas for attention, looking at public and private sector commitments, regulatory regulatory supervision and oversight frameworks, existing payment infrastructures and arrangements, uh, data and market practices, and also new payment infrastructures and arrangements. It's been noted that cross-border payments, by their nature, implicate some universal challenges, such as varying data formats and conventions, uh, compliance needs, different time zones, currency by currency, funding costs, legacy technology. That's perhaps why the task at hand hasn't been an easy one. These challenges have often existed across time. I think kudos, therefore, to the G20, the FSB, the BIS, the CPMI and central banks uh, and others for taking the initiative now. I think the roadmaps identified areas of focus and related building blocks aimed at achieving improvements in the four key components are the right ones to look at to address the challenges. They introduce a number of relevant themes and ideas for input and discussion and set some hard targets towards enhancing cross-border payments. For example, Given cross-border payments underpin the global financial system, trade, and the economy, and are regulated by central banks, I strongly agree that there has to be a joint public and private sector vision for the better state and coordination on regulatory matters. Also, industry infrastructure and arrangements are, of course, key to everything, acting as vital conduits and providing the mechanisms for safe and efficient liquidity flows, improved data quality, straight-through processing and efficiency uh, efficiency advancements in AML checks are also important and will have a role to play too. Apart from my, of course, being particularly interested in the alignment of regulatory supervision and oversight frameworks to support cross-border payments, which goes to the importance of global coordination in the efforts, which coordination, by the way, is is well and truly happening and is wonderful to see, building blocks nine to 19 of the roadmap throw up some very valid points for consideration. I personally am particularly drawn to the FSB's building blocks, looking at both existing and new payment systems and arrangements. For example, questions such as how to drive increased use of PVP to mitigate settlement risk. Would expanded access to payment system functions to other types of firms help? Um, How to ensure sufficient liquidity for payments? Do central banks truly have to be open at nights and weekends? Uh, What can be achieved through updates to existing systems and rails versus adoption of new platforms? How do stablecoins and CBDCs fit into the picture and so on? Having lived in three international financial centers, uh, Hong Kong, London and New York, money will always make the world go around in my view. So the push being made to modernize and enable global payments at lower cost, faster speed, with greater accessibility, and in a trackable and transparent way are hugely exciting and very encouraging. At RTGS Global, we're answering that call to action.
1: Great, so let's hone in on on what you're working on at RTGS Global to contribute to this. Uh, What does it mean to be a cross-border liquidity network?
0: Well, at RTGS Global, we're somewhat reimagining the way in which currencies are transferred and exchanged by banks around the world. We're launching a next generation regulated financial market infrastructure to provide cost-efficient, streamlined, and secure capabilities for not only interbank FX settlements, but also cross-border liquidity management, global commercial payments, market resilience, and more. As you said before, Lewis, the global payments ecosystem serves a vital role, really sitting at the heart of international trade and economic activity. Whilst there's certainly a fair bit wrong with it, Today's ecosystem is in fact built on some foundational concepts which do make sense, so I'd say not everything needs dismantling. In terms of our design features, we don't want to do away with what works well, so we're leveraging elements that we don't necessarily think need changing from today. Take fiat currencies, the use of central bank money, simultaneous payment versus payment or PVP transfers, Uh, Adherence to the principles for financial market infrastructures and existing bank relationships, we're keeping what's good, but also introducing innovation where needed. Our liquidity settlement system uses cloud infrastructure with next-gen communications technology to enable the bilateral atomic, i.e. PVP, exchange of one currency for another by banks. We aim to facilitate safe, secure, immediate, and simultaneous transfers of central bank reserves-backed funds, or what we call liquidity, in different currencies between participating banks any day, any time. These transfers are made via a single message, point to point, meaning without any need for us, RTGS Global, or indeed any third party, to act as a financial intermediary in the flow of funds between participants. This minimizes cost, friction, and operational and counterparty risks for our participants. We're also not reliant on legacy messaging solutions. Our system is hosted entirely on Microsoft's secure Azure cloud. And whilst we use ISO 20022 messages, we don't have a reliance on Swift. In terms of the processing model, settlements are recorded in an immutable ledger, leveraging the resiliency and capabilities of the Azure availability zones. As the company's lawyer, I do, of course, also want to note that we've designed the system to be supported by a robust and FMI worthy legal and regulatory framework.
1: And you've mentioned that you're looking to offer banks some uh, complementary capabilities. What are the use cases? How do they get involved?
0: Yeah, good question, Lewis. As you can see from the visual, our underlying bilateral atomic settlement technology spawns a number of use cases we're working to deploy. Um, let me touch on a, uh, briefly on a few of those. Um, first, we want to provide firms with more efficient intraday global liquidity management, a better alternative to traditional commercial correspondent banking arrangements for global, and funding, for global funding and payments, which, you know, while while uh, correspondent banking arrangements are well tested, as we know, they can be slow, costly, opaque and unreliable. To this end, our system will provide participating banks the capability to easily source, secure and fund foreign currencies in accordance with their needs 24-7-365. We remove banks' dependency on uncommitted credit lines with foreign correspondent banks. This reduces risk as well as the size of intraday liquidity asset buffers. We also will obviate the need for commercial bank pre-funding, which can be very capital intensive. Second, we enable optimized end-to-end routing of commercial cross-border payments. We simplify the entire journey of a commercial cross-border payment from sourcing liquidity in the foreign currency required to receipt of the funds by the ultimate end beneficiary. A big challenge for commercial cross-border payments is the delay and uncertainty about the complete cost of a payment, which stems from the typical disconnect between payment and funding flow. Using cloud infrastructure, ISO 20022 compatible messaging standards and advanced communications technology, we can support an integrated flow, uniting the complete end-to-end payment details and associated funding instructions related to a liquidity transfer into a single message. Third, it's worth acknowledging, of course, the $9 trillion daily gap as recognized by the BIS that still exists in mitigating wholesale settlement risk. Our system can also help with this, with our atomic settlement capabilities designed to enable banks to settle both legs of a currency exchange in developed and emerging market currencies at any time simultaneously and without a dependency on local central bank RTGS operating hours. Recognizing that there are currency pairs that do not currently have a PVP settlement option, we're seeking to enable liquidity transfers and settlement PVP between a more expansive set of global currencies, subject to obtaining the necessary central bank buy-in and regulatory approvals, of course. Lastly, we can provide market resilience benefits in stress scenarios, enabling mitigation of issues arising, for example, from trapped liquidity due to bank operational outages, or situations impacting existing settlement rails. Nobody likes to think about things going awry, but for functions as critical as high value payments, contingency planning is a must. And when plan A goes down, we can step in.
1: I see, yeah. You mentioned at the start, the, the goals of cost savings and speed, and uh, those use cases that you've mentioned really address those. What about the, the other industry goals, uh, access and transparency? What, how, what are you doing to address those?
0: Right. Well, I, I mentioned previously that our system combines the payment information and funding details, including the ultimate end beneficiary payload. Uh, this creates complete transparency really across the execution of a payment instruction and also substantially improves the ability of all parties involved to conduct anti money laundering and other regulatory compliance checks on the liquidity exchange. At RTGS Global, we also make accessibility easy, offering direct connectivity between our settlement system and participating banks' back-office systems. Additionally, our participants will not be expected to subscribe for any shareholding. We fund the development of the platform. Combined with our simple integration, this limits the investment required by market participants to come aboard. Furthermore, liquidity within RTGS Global is always visible. Our system has been designed to deliver real-time visibility of transactional activity and liquidity balances for participating banks, and potentially their supervisory authorities, should they want it. This provides a clear and reconcilable view of currency holdings per our ledger at any time.
1: Fantastic. Well, it sounds like there's a lot going on at RTGS Global. Um, In light of the the really rapid uh, evolution in the payment space, uh, there's a lot of focus on CBDCs. What are the company's plans uh, and and how you see the payments ecosystem developing generally as uh, as we go forward?
0: That's a great question, Lewis. Uh, In terms of my crystal ball view into the future payments landscape, um, I I think wholesale CBDCs uh, have some promise, though perhaps not as relatable to the common man as the truly fascinating debate around individual use of retail CBDC. For those of us in the interbank space, the exploration around using CBDCs to further digitalize and enhance movements of funds between banks is just as interesting. Um, I do think it may take some time for some of the kinks around CBDC design to be ironed out um, in order to achieve the required level of security, legal certainty, and interoperability or interlinking for everything to coordinate and work seamlessly and safely, especially for cross-border. However, there are some brilliant minds working on this, Um, and certainly I join every CBDC call I can to stay abreast of how things are evolving in cross border solutions and, and how interoperation between CBDC, if and once deployed, and non digital fiat could shape out. From an RTGS global perspective, whilst, I, as I mentioned, our system is built today for liquidity transfers in traditional fiat currency, the technology that supports the system is deliberately agile and adaptable. Whilst we don't rely on blockchain, DLT, or tokens for our core settlement services, given the rapidly evolving payments landscape, including exploration around CBDC, stablecoins, and even cryptocurrency, we're monitoring developments in the digital asset sphere um, to horizon scan and, and assess where there may be interplay between uh, CBDC and ourselves, for example, where there may be synergies with our capabilities. As a value for value payment system, in principle, we're actually indifferent to the underlying asset. Um, Though, of course, from a practical perspective, the location of the asset and that's to be settled and the form of ownership will certainly play a role and is something we'd need to look at on a case by case basis. We certainly do everything we do, however, you know, with an eye to enable to enabling inclusivity and interoperability. At RTGS Global, our mantra is we're building for now, but designing for what's next. We don't believe one should have to choose between deploying a current or future solution. We provide both, delivering something tangible now, but always bearing in mind in our thinking and development what's next.
1: Thank you. That's fantastic. Um, we're running out of time, sadly, but if you've got any parting thoughts you'd like to share.
0: Sure. Um, you know, I must say the endorsement for change by key international and standard setting bodies and calls by central banks for the industry to foster greater competition and payment services is really great to see. The FSB has said that the work required to improve cross-border payments will depend on the commitment of public authorities and the private sector working together to enhance existing arrangements and develop new solutions, and that this will necessitate global coordination and sustained political support. I wholeheartedly agree with that. At RTGS Global, we're talking to a number of central banks and are doing our part in making the investment required in systems, processes, and cutting edge technology to build on today's infrastructure in order to provide what we think will be compelling, measurable and welcomed improvements to wholesale cross-border payments. Both the public and private sector have important roles to play. The private sector can offer fresh thinking, big ideas and much needed financial investment. In tandem, it's essential given the importance of the payment sector, that new developments are properly understood, supported and overseen by the public sector. We stand ready to work with both public authorities and other private entities to achieve the goals agreed and laid out for the payments industry, an industry we, at the end of the day, at RTGS Global, are so passionate about.
1: Fantastic. Well, it's a really it's a really fascinating topic that we've uh, that we've been discussing today, and uh, I'd like to thank you very much for your time. and um, for everyone watching, uh, if you want to hear more on on a related topic, uh, coming up we have our panel at twelve noon UK time. On global cross-border payments from targets to execution. So uh, I hope to join you there and thanks once again for your time today, Victoria.
0: My pleasure, Lewis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Omphith podcast.